You are listening to The Edge, a podcast for personal development junkies and visionaries living right at the precipice of oh shit meets fuck yeah. I'm Nadia Munda, an embodiment and relationship coach and a lover of all edges. Stick around to listen to raw, unpolished conversations where we explore our personal and collective edges in all their erotic glory. Today you are listening to a coaching episode. In these episodes, you get a little peek into what is normally a private space, my one-on-one coaching practice. This really gives you a glimpse into what it's like to be guided and held by me and will hopefully leave you with some key aha moments. Everyone who's coached here in these episodes has consented to publicizing these sessions and remains anonymous for the sake of confidentiality. In today's clip, we are exploring the push and pull between my client's desire for adventure, spontaneity, polarity, passion, all in her long-term relationship, and then her nervous system's response, which keeps her from saying yes to these pieces. Enjoy. I think that for me, it comes in um, like bits of communication. So like, I don't need to know the whole plan Mm. or like the whole adventure. I like surprise, but I, I, I like to, you know what it is, um, It's about, it's about, um, maybe this, maybe this is like, okay. So sometimes like I, I can see myself overriding my nervous system. Mm. I, I like can see a kind of recent, like very clear example in my mind where I'm like, oh, I want to do this fun thing for you. Mm-hmm. But then it ended up scaring the bejesus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't want to ask him to have to pick up on these things and I know that like because because I know and I know that he he is a pretty sensitive person and picks up on things Mm -hmm. so so yeah I guess like to know you know maybe either an overview or like to know little bits of detail so I can like then take it and feel into my nervous system and be able to speak whether it's too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in this recent scenario that you're thinking of, mm-hmm. what would you have asked for if you could like somehow like magically wave a wand and get psychically like implant the thought into his mind and you don't have to ask it like out loud what would you be asking for Mm -hmm. hmm 
the thing that comes up is, is this safe? And I reckon, but our different definitions of safety are different. Right. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. This is great. Like starting to understand that, okay, so you both have different needs in terms of feeling safe enough to do something. Yeah. And so what's really key here is understanding, okay, well, what would need to happen for you to feel safe in that? So when you think about that specific, Mm -hmm. because it works a lot better, right? When we're working with a specific scenario than just like, oh, what do I need to feel safe in like the universe? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So it's like, okay, so what do we, what did you need to feel safe with that particular scenario? Yeah, no, it's perfect that I have this thing in my mind because it was something that was like a a new experience for me. Um, I mean, I, and basically, um, in that moment I had my purse and it was really heavy and weighed down and what would have felt it basically, it's like riding these little scooters and I like, I'd never rode one before. And I think that if I had not had the extra weight, then it feels like um, that it's almost like pressure, like taking away this extra pressure of trying to do this brand new thing, but also like have all the expectations and like things on me, Mm. like maybe just, you know, not expect me like, and maybe it's even about me not expecting myself to be good at a thing and like give myself space to like, be wobbly and suck at it, but like to gain the like courage and find the fun slowly. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm. So I wonder if it's about permission to actually not feel comfortable and safe and playful right off the get-go. Yeah. 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 Is that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, totally. I, I feel in ways where there's times where I'll like say, no, I don't want to do that. But, um, but sometimes as, but sometimes that's like a defense, like an immediate, like, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like if it, if we're talking like a road trip or something, uh, the idea of being in the car for so long sounds terrible. But then when I get in there, I like watch the like landscape go by and it's so fun and what has you so the initial piece let's use the road trip as a second example right so yeah that instinct to go oh god that's such a long time in the car yeah where where does that come from why is there that impulse feels like a chore Like what other thoughts come to mind? Like he proposes a road trip. Your first thought is like, oh God, we have to be in the car all day. (laughs) What else? Is there like a laundry list of like other thoughts that come through as well? Um, Like it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to like, especially right now, I've been dealing with these back problems. Like sitting in the car for a long time is actually physically hard on my body and like causes pain. So sometimes that, so that sort of thing would come up, um, or like, (laughs) it's going to be boring. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, and it's like, oh, it felt, it feels like it's about the destination. So why, why, why would we take the long way there? To me, like I've had that mindset that like, why, like we could get there faster if we go this other way or something. Right, right. It feels like not trusting mm-hmm. is what it's moving towards. Yeah, my, my sense is, you know, and could be wrong here, but just by you saying the not trusting thing, and I, it feels like there's a, there's something else, but there's this dynamic, there's something, it could be too, you know, too layered or, but there's something underneath all the like, oh, my back hurts and it's a long, this is the long way and it might be yeah. boring and which are all like legitimate experiences you can be concerned with, but often, you know, that's like resistance to something yeah. deeper. Yeah that's actually there, right? And it's just like, because if you were super excited about a road trip, but your back was hurting, I'm sure you could be like, hey, like, okay, I totally wanna do this. And here we have to problem solve this one thing. I'm sure we can figure out a solution, but like my back's really been hurting a lot in the car lately. So like, what pillows do I need to get? Like, what do we need to do? How do we need to read You know, do we need to take breaks every so often and like stretch and so, I feel like that's that's the piece where I'm sensing, and again, could be wrong, but sensing that there, it's more of like a, these are the, the surface level things that come up. They're like, oh, that's yeah. sort of annoying. I don't really want to do it because of this, but actually, there's something going on underneath. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, something about trust here. Do you have a sense of trust? Trust in what? What are you trust not in what? What am I not trusting? <laughs> hmm. What am I not trusting? It's so interesting that you say the, 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 the second example of like, oh, I'm sure if you wanted to go on one, you would problem solve it because we did that recently mm-hmm. and had a freaking amazing, like mind blowing trip. <laughs> amazing. And I think that, I think that it's around like, even in doing lots of work around listening to my body there's still like there's still a little like gnawing voice that still will like that's there I guess it's there for all of us probably maybe I don't know um all of us (laughs) just so you know all of us it's like um like some it's like me pushing myself past where it's like I'll sit in here too long or like, I, or I just, what is the trust? It's like almost like a self-trust. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hmm. 
the clue was in the last thing you said, you know, <laughs> the self-trust. <laughs> well, self-trust is, I mean, that seems pretty clear. You, I don't know, yeah. I feel like such clarity yeah. in your voice when you said self-trust. Yeah. yeah. And it's, well, okay. It's like, okay, well, trusting yourself to do what, right. Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And you had said, you know, I don't know if, um, I would, I don't remember the exact words that you used, but essentially if I would get to the point where it's like too, too late, or I've been in the car for too long or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. And when I hear you say that, what I really hear is not trusting yourself to speak your needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which is so common for a lot of women. And um, I say this because we have to remember that we come from hundreds of years of women, you know, who yeah. were not allowed to have needs and who yeah. were living in systems that completely suppress their voices and where they weren't allowed to just have like boundaries and preferences. And like, that was not a thing, you know? So then we are so harsh on ourselves when we notice, oh my God, I'm not championing my needs. I'm not speaking my truth. I'm not expressing my desires. And we feel bad, you know? So we like do this double. So not only are we not expressing our needs and our desires and whatnot, but then there's like another layer of guilt and shame when we realize yeah. we do that. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. We're like, oh yeah. shit, I didn't do the thing. Like now it's been three hours and my back's been hurting for the last hour, but I've been like, I don't know, eating the, the, the road trip snacks instead because I don't want to like feel it. And yeah. now I'm angry because I have a sugar high, but my back still hurts. And like, suddenly my partner says something and I snap at him and he's like, what the, <laughs> right. So like, I just yeah. hypothetical scenario here, but something I would yeah. totally do. Right. So, like, <laughs> so, so permission, first of all, like just always to contextualize like what we're working with and how yeah. much it is just encoded in our body to stay quiet. And that every single time we speak our needs, it's a huge fucking celebration for women everywhere, not just for you. (laughs) And that's how we have to treat it. And every time we don't, we have to be loving and self-compassionate and be like, it's totally okay because you know what? My grandma, my great grandma and the one before her and the one before her, like they, (sighs) they they maybe spoke one need their whole life if they did, you know? And so like, here I am, I'm winning. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And here's the good news. It gets so much easier when you indoctrinate your partner into this. So what's really beautiful Mm -hmm. about I mean, this could be literally for anyone, but in particular with you, because I know, you know, your partner's a man, mm-hmm. um, that the masculine, okay, absolutely loves, right? We know this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loves mm-hmm. to show up and serve and be useful. <laughs> yeah. And in particular, when we give them step-by-step directions and we're like, <laughs> okay, if you just do this, I will be happy. <laughs> and they're like, great. Cause all they want to do is make us happy. And so championing, um, having them come on board 
in your journey of speaking your needs and your desires is a game changer. Uh huh. And so the way that we do this is there's, you get to start to play a game. So what you do is you would ask your, you would ask your, your partner like, Hey, so it would require a little bit of vulnerability on the front end. That's Mm -hmm. the hardest part where you go, Hey, like I just had a coaching session or I've been like exploring the fact that I often, you know, wait too long before like. I realize what my needs are, or I speak my needs. And um, I know that this has an effect on our dynamic and our relationship sometimes. And because I really desire to be more in adventure and play energy with you, um, what I've started to work on and what I would like your help with is actually being able to like speak my needs more than I normally do. And so if you just contextualize this, and so let me check in actually, before I keep going, let me check in and see how does that feel in your body and what comes up? So, okay. So definitely I'm um, like, it's like, go to my partner and say, Hey, you know, I really want to play with this idea of speaking my needs more. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. (laughs) That sounds fun. That doesn't sound like too much. Great. That's very good news. Yeah. I first had to do this. It was terrifying for me. <laughs> so, so you're already like, great. You're a step ahead. Wonderful. So you go and you contextualize this and you share in and of itself. It's a little meta because by yeah. sharing this whole exploration, you're essentially sharing a need. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's an expression of your need anyways. And then you say, hey, I have a game I would like us to play for the next, I don't know, week, two weeks, however long you want to give yourself. Uh Are you open to hearing what it's about? So you see if you want to play with me. And he's going to go, okay, cool. Yeah, great. Uh (laughs) And the game is this. For, say, a week, say for seven days, Uh you are going to... Every single time you ask for what you need, you're just going to ask for a lot of things, right? You're just going to be asking left, right, and center about whatever. So for example, like normally you would just go, you're thirsty and get a glass of water. Uh And if if he's at home, instead of you getting up to the glass of water, although you totally are hundred percent capable of getting a glass of water, you can go, you know, Hey, my love, like, do you mind? Could you get me a glass of water? I would really love a glass of water. I'm just parched. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he, at that point, because he's also in this container with you of seven days and is aware of it has to start to like massively clap. Okay. Like woo, and clap and get so excited Uh and basically sort of like, you know, like just imagine pom-poms in his hands and like the whole thing. Okay. Uh It can be the more ridiculous, the better, because it actually breaks through an old pattern in your nervous system. So there's a reasoning behind doing it so cheesy. Okay. So he cheers, (laughs) he, whatever. And then he gets to go, I am totally willing to get you a glass of water. Or he can be like, I'm so sorry. I'm not available for that, but I love you. And I, I see you asking for what you need, you know, like recognition and celebration, but with his sovereignty, he doesn't, he's not going to have to be at your beck and call doing every single thing. 
All right. So yeah. So it could be anything around the house. It could be anything else that you want. Oh, I just want my feet rubbed. Like you can take it to whatever place you want to take it. Um, and he gets to say no at any time because of course he is a human with his own needs and sometimes your needs and his needs don't match up and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the only part that actually matters is you asking for something. It doesn't matter if that thing is the most trivial, useless thing ever, or if it's something really big, obviously you want to start with the little things as a warm up, right? So you don't want to go into yeah. like your deepest longing of all time on the yeah. first try because yeah. It's your, yeah, because that would be a lot harder than just being like, hey, a glass of water, a rejection about getting a glass of water is sort of lower stakes than, you know, something much, much deeper for you. Um, so, so play with that, play okay. with that because it usually only takes like three or four incidents or like moments of you asking and him celebrating for there to start to be a shift in your nervous system where you start to go, oh my God, it's actually safe to ask for what I want. And I may not always get the results that I want, which is that the person's able to meet me in whatever I need, but I will always be celebrated in that. And I'll always be seen in that. And that's primarily for yourself. Right. I mean, your partner is yeah. mirroring that, but ultimately it becomes something that's ingrained in yourself because often we were, you know, it's probably all of us have some version of this where we were younger and we asked for what we needed and then somehow we didn't get it. Or so then we took that voice of, you know, rejection and internalized it to go, okay, it's not safe for me to have needs. Maybe someone yeah. around you took up a lot of space and was like, my needs, my needs, my needs all the time, right? And so you're like, okay, and I don't have any needs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. It's that combined with the social and historical context of women's experiences as a whole. And so, but it actually is amazing considering how many hundreds of years of a pattern we're working with, we are actually able to break it relatively quickly with your partner cheering like a maniac for like <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's so, it's so great. It's so great that we're so resilient as humans. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. So my sense is that like, cause I want to pull this back into, um, the passion piece, which is sort of where we started, yeah. but before yeah. we do, so I just want to check in and see like, how does it feel to try that out to play that game for a while? I, I, that feels, that feels doable. It doesn't, it feels like it's pushing what I would normally do, but not not too much. So great. It feels like, yeah. And I think that he wouldn't think I'm too crazy. No. <laughs> I think he'd enjoy that actually. He just said to me the other day, it's like, you know, if people just tell me what to do, I'll just do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so masculine gets it. It's very simple. Right. And it's even in us. I mean, we have that part in us where we're just like, just someone tell me what to do. Like sometimes I'm like, can someone just give me a manual to life? And like, I'll just follow it. Right. We all want that sometimes like, and then will that make my life good? Will everyone be happy? Great. Let's do it. But then our feminine is like, no, let's do it. This whole complex nuanced backwards way. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> Which of course isn't backwards. It's genius, but you know, it always feels a little more, more complicated. Yeah. So 
my sense is that on some level, whether he's conscious of it or not, um, he's aware that this is something that comes up for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so he'll be really excited, not just to play the game, but to actually champion your greatness and your potential. And um, I imagine he will, there'll be an exhale. So not only is this good for you, but it's actually a gift to him because then he's going to have more of an exhale in his system. He's going to feel the sigh of relief of like, oh, okay, I can now trust her to tell me when she needs something. Yeah. Because I imagine that it's his experience possibly is a lot of like navigating the terrain and trying to figure out what's going to please you and uh, give you joy and create like ease and peace amongst the, you know, the two of you in the dynamic. And like, often maybe he just feels like, I don't really know. I'm not really yeah. sure where to go. What, what do I do now? Mm. Yeah. And so this will help him. And so he'll be excited. Most of the guys, most of the guys are like, oh yeah, she's going to tell me. Great. You know, finally, Uh, (laughs) we hear it so often. Like, I just wish I understood what was going on. (laughs) Like most of the time, there's just like a big question mark in their eyes. Like, huh, what is happening? Why is she crying? So this, this will be really helpful. And the reason this is so important, not only for your own, because I mean, this is going to spill out into every relationship, right? Not just with your, mm-hmm. with your husband. Yeah. And because the moment we speak our needs, I mean, it's a game changer on every level, but so it's good for you. It's good for him individually. And then mm-hmm. it's good for you too, as a, as a couple, Mm-hmm. Because I imagine that part of what is making it a little bit more challenging to be in that, you know, sort of passion energy is the fact that neither of you is extremely on opposite poles. Mm-hmm. So you're both sort of in this like in this dance of like, oh, like I'm going to be human and you're going to be human and let's be human together. And that's great. And let's sort of figure out like what's going on in the other person. And, oh, he really wants a road trip. I'm worried about my back. Oh, she, you know, I can't tell if she really wants to do this, but also like, I want her to be happy. Right. Like all of these thoughts are sort of going on and you're both love each other and are trying to do what's best for the other person, but often in that whole dance, so much polarity is lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it has nothing to do with, you know, oh, is the spark, you know, all that stuff, like, is the spark on? Do we have chemistry? Do I, you know, does he even, you know, find me hot anymore? Does she even want to have sex anymore? Like, you know, all these mm-hmm. things that we, get inundated with um, later on when we've been in a relationship for a long time that just sort of starts to come up and creep into our, our mind. Um, All of that is just, just is, it is nothing to do with any of those things. Like that's just a bunch of noise. um, Because when each of you just sink into each pole, Mm -hmm. right? So when you start to go, Oh, I'm parched. And then he's like, 
runs to the kitchen to get you water, right? Like that is you being in your ultimate like queen feminine energy Mm -hmm. and him stepping up to serve um, and to provide. And so it starts to evoke certain archetypes in both of you that mm-hmm. automatically magnetize towards each other. And like, I know you know this because, mm-hmm. you know, you've done, you've done this sort of work. You're not new to polarity work. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. really about specifically in the conversation of speaking your desires, the more on a day-to-day level you're able to practice that skill with his celebration, with his support, the more it will become the thing that you do that doesn't require him to cheer and have the pom-poms and whatever. And the more he's going to trust you to speak what you need, because I imagine there's a lot of hesitation in his system. Yeah. Which then is a a turn off to you because you're like, well, he's not leading. And he's like, well, I don't want to lead because I don't want her to not be happy. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to lead with your preferences because you're feeling unsafe to speak your preferences. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's so cool, by the way. <laughs> what? So tell me more about the, the feeling of it's so cool. <laughs> Um, you know, it's another, it's an iteration. Like, yeah, I've, I know. Yeah. Like express your desire. (laughs) I know. And to realize, to like sort of see, see the power of that in this way and that how that can really actually, I, I can feel how that will like, the dynamic will change in that. Yeah. I can feel the power in that. And like, I can see in like, in our interactions with each other mm-hmm. about how, like, it's like, I have even said to him, like, I don't want you to anticipate my needs, <laughs> but I have to speak them. <laughs> right. But if I'm still feeling like holding back on speaking them, then it's like, well, what is he going to do? Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, he's in like a limbo as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. in that limbo. So, yeah. And, and the thing of like, I don't want to have to ask is so common. It's so common. I hear it over and over again with all my clients. Like, oh, I just don't want to ask. And so we start to put the burden on the other person. Like, oh, uh-huh. they should just know. <laughs> they should just know what I need. <laughs> But it's really a way for us to avoid doing the deepest and hardest work that we have to do, which is to speak our needs. Yeah. Even to people who we don't expect to anticipate our needs for us, like, you know, in a business environment or Mm -hmm. maybe potentially with a not so close friend or an acquaintance, right? Like you don't have those expectations from those people. Yeah. And, and yet, you know, it's interesting that we have those expectations of our, our close friends and our partners and our family, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really us just not wanting to do that work. It's a sneaky, it's a sneaky unconscious thing that we do. 
Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> over time, he may start to get to know your preferences enough that he can then actually anticipate ahead of time. But you've got to give him, it's like, you know, someone trying to put together an Ikea piece of furniture for the first time without any manual. And it's like, oh, that's just not easy. But if you've been doing Ikea furniture for a really long time, you could yeah. possibly, you know, you're like, oh, this is the, you know, 15th time in my life that I do that shelf that they sell, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then they get it. But it takes, yeah. you know, he's got to, he's got to get the cheat sheet, the manual, at least a few times. Um, and it does really, really the feedback I've heard over and over again from men specifically is it is so great when I have clear feedback and clear information from the woman I'm dating or the woman I'm in relationship with, because uh -huh. then I don't have to like leak my energy worrying about whether she's, yeah. she's okay or not. Yeah. And that way his energy moves into leading, into providing, into creating a safe container for the, you know, into problem solving, how to not have your back hurt during the time that you are mm -hmm. driving instead of like figuring out or even just like sort of being in that limbo of, I don't really know what do, she doesn't want to go. On the, does she not want to go on the road trip? Or maybe she wants to go on the road trip, but she's just like having some resistance like that, you know, can take a lot of energy out of them. Yeah. which has them feel less powerful, which has you feeling them feel less powerful, which of course then for you doesn't feel as exciting. And that's where the, the passion goes, because <laughs> it's, you want your man to feel powerful. You want to feel him powerful. Yeah. You want to feel him leading. Yeah. And it's important that we can inspire that through our own work. And that's our yes. heart work. They have to lead. We have to open our hearts. It's the same, you know, mm. the, the never ending story of how it goes, right? Yeah. One person yeah. leads, one person does the, the heart opening. And then of course, you know, it circulates and it's never just one person, but that's the yeah. way to begin the magnetism and the energy and the erotic and all of that to start to circulate. And then everything else, I feel like then it's just nature. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. that needs to then be, put into place, but the work is actually fundamental dynamic work that's done in the moment to moment sort of mundane bullshit that we do throughout mm -hmm. the day that then creates a foundation for when it is, when we do have those pockets of time where polarity and passion can surface and where everything would naturally and organically happen. But mm -hmm. when there isn't that foundation and then we're like trying to make it happen, it can feel, feel really defeating for us because we're like, oh, where's like, where's the steam? Where's the spark? Why is it not yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that oh. feels nice too. I mean, there's just something about you know, um, having a practice that is small, that cultivates, that can be cultivated in the day-to-day. -day, that's yeah. not like some big grand thing that feels heavy. Yeah, exactly. And there's play in it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Wow. So it can just be, it just turns into lots of giggles if it, you know, if it does. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of space for ridiculousness in that. Yes. But yes, what's underneath totally. it is very profound. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Well, I think you've got, you've got your little assignment to work on. <laughs> I do. I do. Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Definitely what I was looking for. I really appreciate the reminder too on like about, you know, about, you know, nature. <laughs> so beautiful. If this episode juiced you up, turned you on, and got you interested in private coaching with me, head on over to NadiaMunla.com. The Work With Me page outlines everything, the time containers, the price points, who I work with, and so on and so forth. And if you still have questions after that, um, you can email us at info at NadiaMunla.com to inquire about applications or anything else that was not answered on the page. And then when I receive your application, if I feel like we're a fit, we always hop on an exploration call before we commit to anything. And this to me is like, uh, going on a date, <laughs> going on a coaching date. And we do that in order to really confirm that this is a relationship we both want to enter into for a period of time. We get clear on what it is that I can support you with, whether I am the best person to support you and how we will do so. So if this is you, I can't wait to get your application and hop on the phone with you soon. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We would love for you to rate and review the show, and I'd love to know your takeaways from the episode. You can do that by DMing me on Instagram at Nadia Munla.